five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. We have ignition. Strap in. This is a free download. Straight to your MP3 player. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com This is session 77. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Melissa. Hey! Melissa, our guest. That is Melissa, our guest. And, uh, of course, you didn't hear a Trish tonight. No. And our prayers go out to her. Yes. Because uh, she hasn't been feeling well. And also, her her daughter Kay has been going through just a battery of tests. I I understand. They're in the hospital for, like, 48 hours doing sleep tests and checking her brain waves and all that stuff. I thought I saw a picture of her laying in, on the bed. In the crib or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And then it, on top of it, Trish got the flu. So. Oh, my goodness. Well, if you're going to get sick, that's the place. That's right. You're going to get sick in the hospital. <laughs> that's where all the germs Enough are. Enough germs to go around. That's for sure. We're so glad to have our uh, kind of uh, celebrity co-host tonight. We have uh, Melissa Brack, and she is... Uh, uh, kind of kindred spirit with us. She is in the broadcasting business. She does voiceover work. And uh, we have been trying to hornswaggle her to, to be on here to give her testimony, and it just hasn't happened until now. That's right. Session 77, which Session. just happens to be her favorite number. Is what she said, yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> and if, if you remember, uh, about a month ago, we... Uh, Tried to have her call in, and um, as Fritz said, it was indicative. The all the equipment was indicative of um, a lightning strike, and we tried, and we and and he tried and worked at it, and unplugging and plugging and you know revamping and putting another uh, switch on there, and and it just didn't happen, and then. Um, and as he said, it was indicative of a lightning strike. So I came where he works the next day, and I says, Fritz, you know what? I'm telling you, go back and plug everything else back in. And he did. And guess what? Everything is just fine. Fired right up. Fired right up. Praise God. And that was after sending Trish home to get another mixer. Right. To bring back. And we ended up having a great show. We were going to just kick the devil in the teeth either way, so... We had a great show. So here we are, session 77, and uh, we just can't wait to hear what you have to say, Melissa. We're just going to let you take it away. Well, thank you so much, Mike and Fritz. It's a pleasure to be here this evening. Thank you. Not only do I want to say hi to our wonderful um, audience out there, our brothers and sisters in Christ, all those that listen around the world, I'm going to say hello in Spanish. Hola. A toda la comunidad cristiana y a todos los que nos escuchan eh, por primera vez o los que nos han escuchado anteriormente, bienvenidos a nuestro programa. There you go. How's that? Very good. (laughs) 
Absolutely. We want everyone to feel welcome to our program tonight. And again, I thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're so welcome. And you know, what's funny is not everybody says yes. We, you know, the, we get the nudge from the Father to ask people, but not everybody says yes. Mm -hmm. And we thank you. We, we don't take it for granted. And, you know, again, since uh, we believe that uh, Satan tried to uh, sidetrack or even cancel your, your night to, to do this a month ago, um, it must be a pretty good testimony. So I can't wait to hear it. Well, um, I think that there is, um, there's, always, there's always something good, I believe, right, that happens when we share our testimony. Absolutely. And Amen. As you said, and as you said, um, the enemy might not want us to share it, but at the end of the day, it's not what the enemy wants, it's what the, it's what the Lord God has established. And so we know that it is very important for us to take every opportunity available and share that which he has done for us. And I know that, um, for me, it's a great opportunity. I love to share my testimony at any time. So, um, I, again, I thank you. And I guess I can go ahead and, and, and let you know that um, I, was, I was raised in a traditional uh, family background. My parents um, uh, are from the island, from the island of Puerto Rico, by the way. And they uh, then transitioned to New York. They were raised there. And even though they were not uh, people that practiced faithfully, you know, that was their tradition. That's what their parents taught them, etc. And so I grew up in a Catholic home, in a way. Um, but it wasn't really that formal. And throughout my years as I was growing up, there were a lot of other experiences that I had in my home. My father, not only did he have a Catholic upbringing, but my father practiced Santeria. Have you ever heard of that before, what Santeria is? It sounds familiar, but not. I'm not sure what yeah, it is, but I, I think I, I've heard I've the, heard the of phrase it, yeah, before. Well, Santeria is a religion that is practiced in the Caribbean. It is a combination of witchcraft, That's, voodoo, I have heard of it. Mm -hmm. all that kind of... Yeah, it's the occult. It's the occult, as we understand it to be. And, and they still, from what I understand, they still sacrifice uh, babies and such. Uh, well, they sacrifice animals. Okay. They sacrifice animals. And when we talk about sacrificing um, babies, it's more sacrificial as far as putting them in an altar and maybe um, having someone else raise them. There's a lot of detail into that. But that is something that, yes, I was exposed to and I was raised in that along with my dad. My father had a makeshift altar in our apartment in Brooklyn, New York. And so it was very common thing for my father to go into the room and pray to the different saints that he had. So you had one saint for one thing, one image for another. There were various. He would take my sister and I, and he would bathe us in flowers because that had a meeting. That was a ritual. Um, he would perfume the home with certain things because that was a ritual, and that had a meeting for a certain saint. And there was a lot of that. There was incense. There was, there was food that was put on the altar for these different saints as well. So for me, that was commonplace. That was something that we saw all the time. 
I didn't think anything, you know, about it except that that's what most people did. And when I um, when I became a teenager, I started to explore and also practice that in one of its veins. And I would go to someone who would read the tarot cards. I would go to the spiritist. Um, anybody that had to do with that environment, I would go ahead and I would meet with them because it was a religious search. It was always looking for the answer to certain questions. Sometimes it was like silly things as a, as a teenager, you know, which boyfriend should I hang out with? Or that's the guy that I like. And, and, and you go looking. And so that's what I did for a long period of time as I grew up. And when I went to college, I went with a lot of practice. I went to college um, at the University of Miami, my first um, year here in Florida. I knew I liked I you. Puerto Rico. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's all about the and you. It's all about the you. That's right. And um, while I was there, interestingly enough, I went and I explored other religions, other philosophies. And for quite a while, that's what I did. And in that process, I want to say that my life was also intertwined with craziness. Because not only did I have that occult lifestyle there lurking in the background, but I was also just living what some people would say is just a crazy life. La vida loca. Drugs and partying and got involved with metaphysics and... I did all that we consider worldly and things that certainly are not what God would want me to do because it wasn't the best for me. It wasn't what God had for me. It wasn't his best, certainly. So in the process of God calling me, I would grab on to all that that I knew, right? I would go to the spiritist, and one day, um, after I had been with my husband, at the time that we were living together, um, we would also participate uh, in these different activities of the occult. And at the time, I um, found out that I was pregnant with my daughter, and I didn't know, really, um, wow, what, what, what kind of life was I going to have, you know? I was so young. I was 23 years old. My husband had been divorced previously. We weren't sure if he really wanted children or if I wanted children. And so where did I go? Where do you think I went? Went to the spiritist, went to the santero, as they call him. And I went to that santero, and he's the one that he went ahead and he told me to bring my husband's hair from a comb. And he told me to bring this, and he told me to bring that. And in that place, one of the things that he asked me to do, he says, if I go ahead and I do this spell or, you know, put this thing together, what I would ask for you in return is that you would give me your daughter so that I can, your daughter or your son, so that I can raise them up. What do you think about that? Yeah. Right? What do you think about that? I was speechless. But 
then I thought, yeah, well, those things are things that I know. That's the way a lot of people do it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, that's what you were shown. That's the example that you were shown when right. you were young. It's yep. only natural progression. And as so far Absolutely. as what I've heard, now I know why our equipment didn't work uh, a month ago. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. We didn't know we'd be getting into some spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. There was, there, I had so many, it was a lot of, it was a combination. It's the traditional beliefs intertwined with the occult, with, with so much, right? There was just, I guess it's like a big pot of, I don't know what, Um, but that's how my life was for a while. Until that day, until that man asked me, he says, well, once this is done, you know, you're committing to give up your child and that I'm going to be part of raising her up. Now, I do want to clarify, it's not that I would actually hand my daughter over or my son over to him, but yes, he would be very much involved in the child's life and would want to raise my child in that lifestyle. And all I know is that I stopped for a moment. I said, let me get back to you. And I never went back. Something inside me said, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. At that time, something said, that's wrong. From there, I went to a traditional church in downtown Miami. And I, for the first time in a very long time, went And I got on my knees to pray. Pray to God as I understood him to be, understood that more than likely he was listening to my prayers. And I was hoping that I could get an answer to whether or not I should stay with my husband or at the time we weren't married, but, you know, who my father would be my husband. Should I stay? Should I go? My life was just a, a bucket of confusion. And after I left the church, after that moment of prayer, I went back to my apartment where my husband and I were living. And we had a wonderful conversation that ended up being the answer to the prayer I had put before God at the church that day. So from then on, I thought, well, I might not be visiting the Santero anymore, the spiritist, right? But instead, I would go back to the traditional church. But then life gets convoluted and it gets crazy again. And I didn't go back to church either. But interestingly enough, If we fast forward the clock, I met with this wonderful woman, been my friend for 31, 32 years, my sister in the faith, Evelyn. And she was a Christian, is a Christian, and was always inviting me then to go to her church. At that point in time, although I had not um, been congregating in any traditional um, church, Protestant or otherwise, I was visiting once in a while a metaphysical center. And it was 
kind of. They, you know, they sold it to me as, well, this is a Christian-based environment. And I was going there for a while, and that kind of sort of made some sense. At least it was making more sense to me than the Santeria, than the Buddhism, than the Hinduism, than any of those other religions and practices that I had been studying and exploring. Not to mention a traditional church in downtown Miami. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> and I told her, I said, well, you know, she invited me to her church one day. And I said, I don't know about that. And she says, well, come on, you're going to love it. And I thought, well, here's the deal. And I was always making deals, by the way. I told her, I said, well, listen, I'll go with you to your church if you go with me to mine, right? Hey, what are friends for? She invited me to her church, and it was a Spanish, evangelical, charismatic church in southwest Miami. (laughs) Wow. And, yeah, very different from anything that I had ever experienced in my life. First of all, it was very bizarre, because when I go in there, you have people um, playing music, much different than they did in the traditional churches that I grew up in when I was a little girl. They had all this Caribbean instruments going on, the congas and the bongos, and there was somebody with a trumpet. And so certainly that was new to me. And they had a nice group of people singing. They clapped their hands. I had never experienced anything like that before. And so... I had my first day there. It was interesting, but you know, my friend promised she'd go and hang out with me and where I was visiting. And so she went just because she loved me. She was so kind. And she came back home and she says, Melissa, you have to visit with with me one more time in my church. We've got to sit you down with the Bible. We have to show you you know, the difference. We need you to know. I want you to know that God has something really great for you. He wants better for you. And I thought, eh, I don't know. But I'm her friend. We love each other, right? So I go back with her to church another Sunday. And that was in October 1989. There I was listening to this wonderful pastor, and the precise message, Mike and Fritz, I can't remember those specific details, certainly. But I do know that there was a tug. There was something that moved within me that day that was very different. Something that he said that so touched my heart. We call that the two-by-four upside the head here at God Stories Radio. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we call that. That's what you call it, right? Well, I'll tell you. It was so incredible because I was sitting in the back with my friend and, as a matter of fact, another lady who happened to be my the babysitter for my for my children. And by then, I had also had um, my son, and she sits back there and of course you know how your friends 
constantly are glancing at you every time there's something really important that's said, or there's some, they want you to get it. They want you to get that message. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, so, but I don't know. There was just something inside, but I wasn't sure. And then I felt the nudge. And I turn around, and I tell my friend, and I tell my, my other lady friend, I said, no need to push. I don't need to be pushed, you know. I don't need to be pushed. And they said, we're not touching you. And, you know, I thought that they were pushing me. <laughs> I thought they were the ones that were, you know, nudging me at the waist to go forward and to accept the call that the pastor had just made. But I stood firm by my chair. I did not move. And again, the pastor puts out the call. And whatever those words were, I did know that it, it was a resounding call. I can tell you that I was moved from my chair. There were tears streaming down my eyes. There was something that was spoken that day about my life being because I knew that I needed that change. And he called and he said something to the effect. Come, trust Jesus. That which you want, he will give you. And I went up, October 1989. And on that day, I accepted Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Amen. 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 Right? Yes. It hasn't, it, you know, the, the road, the transition, it was just incredible, amazing. So much that I had to leave behind, a lot of questions that I had. There was so much. There was so much. And yet God in his faithfulness and his mercy, he was so awesome, is awesome, right? how he covered me, and how he surrounded me with these wonderful people who not only loved him, but many of those that were there had the same background experience. They understood where I came from. They knew what I knew. They understood those makeshift altars. They understood that we turned to mediums and to spirits. They knew because they had that experience as well. And yet God was graceful. And he wasn't one to really smack me with that two by four, but he was gentle. Mm. He was kind and he was loving. And that is the Jesus that I've come to know. He tried to be kind with me and Mikey, but... We didn't listen. We were hard-headed. <laughs> yeah. So it took a two by four. Oh, it did. That's an amazing oh. story, M Melissa, because... You know, you know, stereotypically, I guess, people that are, are involved in spiritual, you know, witchcraft and sorcery and mediums yeah. and things like that, it's a little harder conversion process, but mm -hmm. it was, you were, uh, you were set up, you were soul searching. Right for the picking. Yes. <laughs> what a, wow, what a story. And the fact that yeah. nobody was touching you.
whichever way she knew how. She, I mean, and she definitely knows the words. She knows the, the name of the street, the address, right, and everything. And I was amazed. And I, but, ah, it. There were times when it just didn't make sense. And but when I accepted Christ and I opened the Word, and I thought, oh. Wow. That's what yes. that means. <laughs> That's what that means. So when you go to Leviticus 19, right, 31, and it says, Do not turn to mediums or spiritists. And the Word tells us, Don't make idols. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Serve a jealous God. Really. Serve a jealous God, yes. And he has just been extremely kind in that he has allowed me also to share with other people who are ensnared, they're trapped in that lifestyle. Not only that, but certainly any, everything else that, that comes along and is attached with that. Because with the occult, there's so much other deception. If that were, you know, not the only thing, that's huge. But there is so much of, of other deceptions. There is a lifestyle that gets attached to that that is just horrific. And people don't realize that we really are so just deceived, that there is so much of a lie that the enemy wants us to be blinded, right? And yet God is constantly calling us. He's always showing his love. He's always showing his mercy. He's showing his grace. If he, you know, you don't need to go to the spiritist or the palm reader for your boyfriend or for your girlfriend or, or whatever, because God already has that made for you. If it is his will, it's just going to line up perfectly when you're ready and when your partner's ready. And so there's so much that I learned in that process, right? And I certainly um, enjoy and um, share with so many people. Did your uh, husband-to-be uh, come along in, in accepting Christ? or? Yes, yes. My husband, Louis, and I have been married forever. Fantastic. <laughs> That's what I was hoping to hear. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. My husband also received Jesus. We got baptized on the same day, um, and we've been together already 30 Three years. Wow. wow. Congratulations. Yes, we just celebrated our anniversary this, yeah, this month of February. I just passed. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is fantastic. Not a lot of people can say that anymore. Not really. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's been a journey. You know, I wouldn't lie. I think that people, we want to be also very honest because living the life um, uh, as a Christian does not mean that we will be without problems, without challenges and difficulties. On the contrary, I think that, you know, we get attacked even more so. Um, So we definitely have gone through so much, so much. But we do testify that it is God who has um, brought us together, kept us together. God has kept us together. We were at the verge of getting divorced many moons ago, but the Lord was in the mix. And, you know, we thank him, we praise him that that did not take place. And so here we are, and we are very happily married. We have wonderful children, grandchildren, (laughs) so we are enjoying the fullness of that blessing. That is so awesome. That's great. Well, then you know what my next question is going to be. 
<laughs> when can your husband call us? <laughs> uh, I think you guys should just drive over here. Uh, All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lewis would rather say, no, that's my wife's job. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Is he humble or lazy? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, he's a strong, silent type, my husband. Yeah, my sweetie. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yes, and, and we're blessed. I mean, you know, our children also know the Lord, or they have confessed, you know, to knowing Jesus. And so um, we thank God for that. Certainly, we're always praying for their walk and believing that the Lord would just bring them closer to Him and that they would also... Um, forever want to seek his face, right? That's right. Yeah, so yeah, we're, we're very blessed um, in, with, with that in our lives. I have a, but not a, without the enemy trying to attack us, because he does. You oh, know? absolutely. And, and I, right? have a, I have sure. a question. Yes. Uh, back, going back to, let's say, uh, 88, 89, you know, yes. when you were between the two. Yes. And then you made the decision how was life right at the time when you made the decision? Because when you do those things, those are actually agreements that are made with Satan. Every single one of them is a different agreement. Yes. And yes. if you don't rebuke... Several of those ties. Right. If you don't rebuke any and all so of those agreements, them. they're going to be around until you rebuke them. Right, right. And certainly that was something that... Um, the, the Lord taught me, and He showed me. And at that church where I started, they were really strong into um, teaching you about renouncing anything that you had practiced, right? And repenting. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there were things that you know you get rid of because they're symbolic. You have a lot of little things in your home that they're symbolic of that which is from the past, and so. You have to get rid of all of that. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, have we, to get rid of that. We make agreements that we don't even know every day. Yes, but, absolutely. you know, we're talking the way, you know, with what you were dealing with, those are pretty big agreements. Mm -hmm. And again, yes. if you don't uh, rebuke them and renounce them, they're going to mm -hmm. stick with you. Right. As a matter of fact, I think that also uh, there are times when you just, you get tested. I mean, there was a period in our life already, you know, saved and going to church, kids and doing this and all that. And we had an experience where uh, my husband's uh, mother, she came to live with us and she was not saved. And she came for a, a period of time just to, to be with us. And she was practicing stuff that she shouldn't have been practicing. And it's very interesting because I knew in my heart that, you know, I had surrendered and I, you know, given myself to the Lord in that sense. And, and I said, Lord, we don't, we don't want this in our home and we're renounced and everything. So she's here and she brings this. How are we going to work with this, right? <laughs> well, let me tell you, God is just so amazing. Um, we certainly spoke with her face to face and said, this is not what we do in our home, so we're going to ask you not to. Right? I mean, mm -hmm. couldn't we be honest? Oh, right. yeah. You can take All a right? stand. And that's just, that's it. That's, that's the thing I had to ask. And so, well, we thought, sure, okay. Well, one night, and this is like still God. I wrote this down in my praise journal somewhere. One night, I was sleeping at like 3 in the morning. I 
voice, and you know what I mean when I say I hear the voice, right? Something tells me, get up, go to the bathroom, it's under the sink. <laughs> the weirdest, get up, go to the bathroom, it's under the sink. So I'm thinking, what? What is that, right? Yeah, what is up. it? <laughs> what yeah, is really, it? Yeah, it's under the Isn't sink. That, right? Go get up. It's in the bathroom under the sink. And I thought, so I go to him and I thought, well. And then as I'm waking up from that fuzzy message, right? Go to the guest bathroom. It's under the sink. Now, come on. Really? I get up. Three in the morning, gentlemen. Get up. Go to the bathroom. And I look under the sink. <laughs> because really, and way in the back, under the sink, toward the wall, there was a bucket. And in the bucket, my mother-in-law had her thing there, hidden in the bucket. Mm-hmm. What do you think about them apples, right? Wow. And I'm thinking, wow, Lord, huh. That was, and that's, you know, and those are my first years as a Christian. I'm thinking, no way, Jose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Starting to get to, getting to know the voice of God, how God is right. speaking. And he was very specific, right? I mean, now, what is it? <laughs> what was it? And then from then on, we found another one in the freezer. <laughs> now, had I not known about those things, right? I would have thought, oh, well, she's just a little cuckoo here. Yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. What would I have said? Just kind of right? passed it off. Mm-hmm. But I knew. But I knew. Because that is something that I learned. Those are things that I used to do. That I knew people who did them. So, wow. And God was so gracious. And so from there on on, it would be forever to tell you the different stories. But we were attacked. We had that challenge for a while. Right. Because every time we said no, the enemy says, I'll show you how. Yes. Right? Constantly, constantly, constantly. So certainly, having left the occult and renouncing to it, that's as much as you know, we do. God calls us to that, right? Total repentance, and we renounce. But it doesn't mean that the enemy is going to necessarily stop, because he, you know, he's out there asking for permission to assist you anyway. Oh, yeah. Right? He wasn't letting you off the hook easy. No. Yeah, we were just talking offline while you were, you know, before you dialed back in, and yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't want none of this to be heard. Because we're in 46 okay. countries, and some of them practicing, I guarantee you, right. practicing oh, okay. some of that well, nasty I, stuff. I know, and you know, we didn't do our shout-outs tonight, and uh, I have uh, three countries down to shout-out to that do uh, okay. listen to God Stories Radio. One of them is okay. Jamaica, one of okay. them is Costa Rica, and one of there them is Puerto go. Rico. Mm-hmm. Welcome, guys. Thank you, you for listening this evening and, and uh, listening to... Uh, me and Mikey and uh, Melissa Brack giving her testimony tonight, and she, uh, what a whale of a testimony. You know, Thank we you. are uh, kind of the king of the shameless plugs here at God Stories Radio, so 
you know, let us know kind of what you're doing. Uh, are you involved? We know you do voiceover work professionally, and, you know, are you involved in a ministry? And if so, you know, plug the ministry, plug your church, whatever you'd like to plug. Well, I do go to South Point Community Church here in Jacksonville, Florida. And I've been here for the past four years. It's a wonderful church. And um, I also have a group of ladies that meet in my home on Monday nights. We have Bible studies here. At the present time, we're studying the book of Ephesians, keeping us busy and in tune with the Word. And as you had shared earlier, I am um, moving um, forward trying to do some um, voiceover work. So that would keep me busy along with my other job that I also have, and along with being a grandma. I have two wonderful grandbabies that live close by to us that keep me very, very busy. Oh, I bet. I love them, yes. I have a five-year-old grandson and a one-year-old. Aside from that, I have two others down in South Florida, and then my husband has four other grandchildren in Argentina. And so we are just blessed with that, right? Fantastic. Amen. Yes. We, so we, we do. We're, we're a busy family. Uh, we have a, a a small men's group uh, on Monday nights as well called Real Men. Mm-hmm. And man, it's powerful. I'll tell you, mm-hmm. if your ladies' group is as powerful as the men's group, you know, just getting together in that small group format and being able to get real. And yes. Oh, it's. Yes. I love it. Mm-hmm. The I, relationship yeah, is to love it. I think it's one of the greatest things that anyone can do for themselves is to plug into a community group because you do have that opportunity to just connect with other people. And in my, in our particular group here in my home, it's you have to be real because I think that God wants us to be like that. You know, we we need to be genuine with one another. And when those ladies come here, I said, here you come. You know, if you want, you can come in your slippers. <laughs> come whichever way you want to come. Bring your friends. God accepts you as you are, and he just wants to grow you up better, right? That's right. right. And so we have that wonderful opportunity. I mean, we have loving, wonderful women, and um, we have a, a great uh, group leader. Her name is Kim Erickson, and it's just, it's just fabulous. It really is. It's very powerful. We see the hand of God moving in the moments of prayer, in, um, you know, those prayers that are answered, and just the connection. I think that it's powerful. It's very powerful. So um, I definitely encourage those in our audience, if you're not in a community group, look for one. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. Get yourself plugged in, right? Yes, the the relationships that are built and the bond and doing life together. It, uh, yeah. it doesn't get any better. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Melissa, there's a North Point church that that um, was established. It's pretty new over here in Claremont. Are they any affiliation with South Point? I don't think so, but don't call me to that. I, I don't know. Okay. I wouldn't be familiar with that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't South know. South Point that. has been here in Jacksonville, I think, like 10 or 11 years. Um, and we've been we've been 
know, like for the past four. Okay. But I don't think, yeah, we're, we're, we're growing. We're, we're a growing church. And a lot is going on. It's um, the solid word there. You know, that's what's so important. And we, we were, it's a, I like it because we have people from all over the place. We have a nice, healthy mix, and pastor is always, always pushing to make sure that we don't stick with just one of a kind. He says, I want people from all over the place. We Amen. have to be an international church, and our Thanksgiving dinners, by the way, are just absolutely phenomenal and beautiful, awesome, because we have people that are from all different places in Africa, Central America, from the Orient, and they come and they share, and what you see is just a beautiful tapestry of the Lord's work. I mean, it's just amazing. And to have people praise and worship all in unison, that's just, it's just great. I, you know, I love it. Can you tell? <laughs> all right. Tell you're a little bit passionate about that. Yeah. Yeah, yes, I am. Well, Fritz, that was 77. Yes, session 77, and now I definitely know why it was 77. Yes. The number of perfection. <laughs> Her favorite number. Yeah. Her favorite number. What a testimony. And I'm sure there were, you know, some details she didn't have time to go into. But if you have any questions for uh, Melissa, just uh, drop us a note at God Stories Radio at Gmail or Facebook us. And Mikey says... We can tweet us. You can tweet us. Uh, at God Stories Radio. And, um, and actually, we, have a, we have a pretty good following on iHeartRadio, too. And, and uh, as I learned recently, you can actually follow us on iHeart. So we ask that you do that as well, along with Facebook. Follow, uh, like us on Facebook and uh, follow us on um, iHeart. Yes, you can. And we're on a new app now called Clamor. So, which is kind of like a, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how to compare it. it. It's different. It's not like a Pandora or an iHeart. You know, you can play like 18 second clips of what you want to hear and then you can go to the full length thing. But I've only posted two programs and we've already got about five or six followers on there. So, well. um, which is, which is great. And Hey, uh, Melissa, if somebody had some questions, um, for you, uh, could they get in touch with you personally, or would you rather them just go through us and we can get, get it to you? Well, more than likely, if they go through you first and we streamline it, that would that would really work. Okay. Okay, that would great. really work for me. So absolutely. And I'm constantly connected, <laughs> you know, either on the phone or on the computer. But if we can streamline it that way, that would be great. And, and certainly... Anyone who has a question, any kind of doubt, feel free, feel free to ask um, to all those people who are out there. Maybe they understand it in, all in English, but maybe you will feel more comfortable speaking in Spanish, or you want to ask your question in Spanish, that's fine too, right? Yeah. And I would be more than happy. It would be my honor and a privilege to answer questions and to pray with anyone like that. Great. Fantastic. This is just a testimony that I don't take lightly, and I just want to make sure that anybody that's listening right now that has any questions or needs help or guidance or anything gets it. 
And we just uh, we just appreciate you again, Melissa, for taking time to be on the show tonight. Yes, Melissa. Thank you very much. Hanging out with us. And so that about wraps it up for session 77. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Melissa. And Melissa. <laughs> God bless. God bless. Holy hands and praise the Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm bursting with praise today. Amen. When I think about all the Lord has done in my life, He is worthy. And I know you can say the same. Come on.